You've tuned in to When Your Mind Becomes the Scene of the Crime podcast. I'm Dr. Linda F. Williams. I take survivors of abuse and trauma from pain to purpose so that you take back your power, tap into the truth of who you are, and live your best life now. In the early 90s, I moved back to the state of Michigan. So I transferred from Chicago all the way back to Grand Rapids, Michigan, to a situation wherein the supervisor didn't want me in the first place. And apparently her boss in Chicago forced her to take me since she'd been complaining about needing another individual in the office. While she had her mind set on another gentleman, she was trying to get him in permanently. She had no choice but to take me at the behest of her supervisor. This woman had it in for me from the minute I got there. I could do nothing right. There was stuff going on behind my back. It got to the point where when it came time for my performance appraisal, she's calling everybody she can outside of our office to try to determine some way that she can mark me down in my performance. When I was in Chicago, I had high performance ratings. Above average, I had gotten awards. I felt fully capable. In that job, I had autonomy. I was able to be creative. I felt that my job was meaningful. But within six months of being in the transferred position, I began to question myself. I took less initiative. I began to believe that I was as dumb as she was trying to tell everybody I was. And no matter what I did, I could not stop this mindset fog. I could not stop myself from beginning to believe how this woman insisted on seeing me. Now, this is just an example of how messaging from people around us can affect our lives. Now, I was a grown woman with this challenge of seeing myself other than the way this woman saw me. Now, imagine as a child, you come up with this kind of negative messaging. Imagine as a child, the people that you're supposed to love and who are supposed to love you, who you're supposed to trust, who are supposed to take care of you. All you're doing is getting negative messaging from these people. As a child, you have no other decent basis of comparison as I did as a grown woman. And so you begin to believe this stuff. You begin to believe the negativity. You'll never amount to anything. And you're just like your mother and you're just like your dad. Whatever that messaging is, it becomes a part of who you think you are. And whether you're consciously acting on those negative messages or, or not, they affect the rest of your life. There's this thing called the Gollum effect. And it says that our outcomes are negatively impacted by the way we see ourselves. So no matter how capable I really am, how talented I am, how many skills and abilities I have, it doesn't matter 
if I don't see those things, if I don't believe those things. So if I'm fully capable, I could be highly educated, but these messages, these scripts are running in the back of my head. I will never reach my full potential. Now, I was listening to a guy named Cash Peters. He has a YouTube channel and this guy reads handwritings and he sees visual images about people, places and things. And at the end of Cash's episode, he said something about this whole dynamic. And the way he phrased it was other people's projections are not predictions. So let me explain this to you. What are the things going on when we're abused as children, mistreated as children, neglected as children? I'm using childhood as an example here because that's where we are most vulnerable to this damage. Generally, they are projecting on you the feelings they have of themselves. They're projecting on others how they see themselves. So in other words, you got on dirty glasses. Their life has been heck on them. It's changed them. It's made them negative. It's made them perceive themselves as they do. And so it's like looking through dirty glasses. And if you ever, my daddy's glasses were dirty a lot. When they get cloudy or dirty, little by little, a microcosm by microcosm, you don't even realize that you're looking through dirty glasses. So everything in their lives is colored by the pain and the negativity of what they've been through in life and how that has altered how they see themselves. Okay. So I'll give you an example of, I used to write music for a famous group and I got real close to the lead singer's kids because really uh, he was, he was their father, but and I was writing with him, but the children were closer to my age. So we did a lot of interacting and, and messing around and hanging out together. Well, after I moved to Michigan, I kept in touch with one of them. And the situation was that, his daughter was getting married and because he was really never there to develop a relationship with her when she grew up. Now they were all in the same household, but he was really not present and she didn't want to ask him to walk her down the aisle. She had a very tenuous relationship with her mother as well, which when I look back, it looked like she might have been bipolar. And yes, yeah, she changed from day to day. It was always difficult to get along with her. So she had both parents where she never really got close and she was kind of bitter about, about some things. And when she said that she was not even going to ask him, she and I had a heart to heart about that. We had had many hearts to heart about her mother. And what I tried to explain to her was, okay, yes, the things that you saw, the things that you perceived were real. But what we have to understand is that whether our parents or not, they lived a life before we came along. They had a life before we even were conceived. And a lot of times back in that generation, they were not talking about what they'd been through. 
My mother generation, aunt, don't ask no wrong questions. You get the look, you know not to ask that question again. And people were hiding and not talking about their stories. So all we know is that we're dealing with this negativity coming at us and it's got us frustrated and irritated. Well, the truth of the matter is they are not capable of raising us. Our parents, our caregivers are not capable of raising us based on anything other than what they have lived and what they have seen. So if you, for instance, have a parent or something that, okay, let's say that they're a drunk. Okay, and they are not capable of being there for you emotionally or otherwise because they are trying to numb their own pain, not talking about that pain. All you know is this drunk, but because they're not talking about it, we're not able to see them as anything but our parents. Not understanding that that's a human being that cannot be what they have not seen. Now, that does not justify the mistreatment, the neglect, or the behavior, or the negative messages that get beat into our heads at all. Understand me here. That does not exonerate them, but it helps us to understand that what we dealt with was coming out of pain, coming out of dirty glasses. And so in those situations, the parents were projecting their pain over their children and into the minds and lives of their children. That's projection, okay? When it becomes a prediction is when we start believing those lies and living by those lies. Now, understand me again, this is not about, this whole episode is not about placing blame here because really placing blame doesn't get us anywhere. It does not exonerate the wrongdoing, nor does it look at the wrongdoing as if it was right. Understand me here. But I'm still saying that to the extent that we internalize those messages, and again, I'm not blaming the victim here. I'm just helping you to see what I see. To the extent that we internalize those messages and those messages become embedded in our psyches, then those projections can become predictions. Now, Understand this as well. A prediction does not change the reality of the purpose and the calling and the reason you're breathing. All of those projections may have twisted your life out of kilter, but they do not change the destiny to which you were born. In other words, destiny is immutable. It's etched in eternal stone. Okay. It cannot be changed. It cannot deny you. You come here a certain person, all the natural skills and abilities and talents that you need to fulfill the reason you were born, your purpose on earth in the master plan. Okay. But that stuff gets buried and twisted out of whack when we hear these negative projections from other people who are not capable of doing any better. So, what I want to call your attention to, and this is the takeaway from this episode, do not allow somebody else's negative projection to become your prediction. I'll say it again. Do not allow somebody's negative projection on you to become your reality, to become a prediction in your life, because that's not what you were born here for. That's not what you came here for. That's not the reason you breathe. That's not the reason you were born to be living out somebody else's negative projections on your life.
Never judge yourself by somebody else's opinion of you. Always beware of drawing the line between the negative lies that are floating around in your psyche that are telling you the complete opposite of who you truly are. You are fully capable. You are more than enough just the way you came here. Just the way you came on this earth, before all of that crap twisted you out, you are more than enough. Now, the challenge now becomes, how do we weed out the negative projections that are lurking in the shadows of our minds enough to be able to see where they are trying to masquerade as predictions? And to weed out those negative predictions, separate them completely out so that we can see our true selves. So I'm just going to suggest that you start with maybe a lifeline. You just draw a line along across a piece of paper, okay? And what you're going to do is at intervals along this timeline, I call it, you're going to note the good things on the top that happened to you and maybe the year that it happened and then on the bottom the negative things that happened to you along this lifeline. Now you can put it in five year, 10 year, two year. It doesn't matter what increment. So if you had something good happen to you a year before something bad happened to you, then you just put it down just like that. Okay. And then when you look back across that timeline, you're going to see a pattern there. It's going to look to you as if Uh, yeah, I remember that. At that time, I told myself this particular thing. And what you're going to do is you're going to see a pattern of that negativity. So what you want to do is I'll give you a worksheet. I'll give you a link to a worksheet for this. Um, And as you look at that, try to remember the negative things that either one, you told yourself about yourself in that situation or somebody else told you about yourself. This is going to take time. I'm just saying it's worth it. Okay. And this will be a good beginning as to how you're going to begin to weed out the negative projections of others. Understand how those negative projections have set themselves up masquerading as predictions in your life. Get this. You get to choose. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get to choose. You get to decide where your true self exists, you get to by free will determine that you're going to major on that person and you get to choose to uproot and cast away any negative projections that you think have been predictions in your life. There's nothing negative predicted for your life, not based on the reason you came here. Just because somebody else sees things a certain way doesn't mean that they're seeing things the right way. So the question becomes, how do you see yourself? What lies do you believe in about yourself? Because our greatest challenge is what we're believing in our heads about ourselves. That's what stops us from taking steps toward accomplishing things that we were put here to accomplish. It's what holds us back. It's what feeds uh, imposter syndrome. It's what feeds a sense of incapability. But those things are not you. Click the link to the timeline. Uh, I'm going to give you free, okay? 
and you're going to establish some defining moments in your life that are going to help you to uproot where a lot of the projections are masquerading as predictions. And that's going to empower you to see that playing out in your current life. Thank you for joining us today for When Your Mind Becomes the Scene of the Crime podcast. To contact Dr. Linda, just go to whoseapple.org. That's W-H-O-S-E-A-P-P-L-E.org. 